Hi guys, welcome back to episode 2 of the MassCast podcast. I hope you're all doing really well. Today's episode is going to be less educational based. I've just got a few questions to just give my point of view on certain topics and we'll just go from there and jump straight into it. So the first question is goals in bodybuilding. So short term wise, as of right now, my main focus is my first competition, junior bodybuilding show. I'm going for the PCA. I'm seven weeks right now into into my diet phase. I'm about 12 pounds down. As of right now, I don't have a show date. There's no certain show date right now. We'll wait. I'm just waiting for the PCA to release the dates due to the corona situation. They did post the shows would resume 10 weeks after gyms are opening. And gyms are opening on the 4th. So I'm hoping to be... 15 weeks out at the max seeing as I've already done seven weeks so far so for me do I do this show get the place that I'm hoping for and I know the PCA is the level's quite high in the juniors and I'm probably going to be one of the smaller people on stage but I feel if I bring the conditioning that I know I'm capable of that I'm I will be able to put up a good fight on that stage and to be honest, it's not really the win that I'm going for. I just want the experience. I love the process. It's what I love to do day in, day out is bodybuilding. So just getting on that stage for me is just such a big accomplishment. And it's all I've wanted leading up to this. So short-term goal, that's that for now. Then once the show's done, I'm hoping to go into an off-season and a long off-season at least two years minimum just to build as much tissue as I possibly can and I want to be in a position where after my off season off season I might do another show to see where I'm at and then I want to be able to look onto my pro card maybe not going for the pro card that year but be able to look at it and think right I need one more off season I need another year and then I'm going to be in the position to go for my pro card Right now I'm 18, so a two-year off-season, so that will take me to, well, I'll be, uh, I'll still be 18 when I compete, so I'll basically be just nearly turning 19 when I'm getting into my off-season. So that will take me to 21. So when I'm 21, I want to be looking at doing another show after my two-year off-season, and then after that show, setting a goal for the pro card for the pro card qualifier and if that's another year or another two years i'll just go from there and long-term goal is the olympia stage in the classic classic section now that is obviously a long way down the line but i know i'm in this for the long run i know what i want i know what i want to achieve and i know what i can achieve so once Obviously, the pro card is acquired. I'm probably going to take another year out and then obviously go for my pro debut. And once, just say, say I did qualify for the Olympia, make my mark in the classic classic category, and then once I've built even more, I'm hoping to move up to 212. And obviously, 212 is a lot more muscle mass, obviously, because of the height uh, height to weight limit in the classic 
so 212 you generally just go in at 212 over your height so a lot more muscle mass is going to be needed question two views on steroid use now i think this is very this depends on the individual and the individual's goal now if you're in bodybuilding for the long run like i am i know this is what i want to do for basically the rest of my life i want to be able to make a career out of this so if that's you then steroids are essential in a sense because you're not going to get to that olympia stage or necessarily that pro stage without enhancements everyone on that stage is going to be on it and say obviously i can't guarantee that but if not it's going to be literally 0.1 percent of people with the genetics to actually get there naturally and 99 percent cent of the chance that's not me or you so steroids is something you do have to consider using if you are trying to get to the top now obviously there is going to be health risks with steroid use and you need to consider if you're willing to take that risk i know personally i was it's something i know i'm so passionate about and i'll take so seriously and do properly and you really need to take that into consideration to so you need to know you're in this for the long run you can't just do it for the short term because is the damage really going to be worth it in the long run uh, also financially you have to think about it supplements are expensive and like they are expensive and if you can't afford to keep your body healthy it's definitely not worth it so you want to be in a position where you can do everything to it's best the best potential possible you need to be able to take care of your body whilst using gear because your health is going to go down if not and obviously you do hear a lot of stories about these people that have been using anabolics and have had heart attacks at the age of 20 to 30 but you need to take into consideration as well these people were probably not taking the correct supplements that were using too much and it is something you really need to take your time with there's no point rushing in this situation less is more so that's my personal view on using steroids obviously people will have different one different views but i'll just say if you're not taking them to compete then i would not take them at all that's just that's the borderline for me i'm doing this because what i want to do is showcase my physique and what i've built and get to the pinnacle of bodybuilding that is my goal and there's no other way for me to get to that goal without the use of steroids but if you're someone who's not necessarily trying to compete and just wants to be big then i would not consider using them at all because yeah you might not be able to get as big as the person using gear but naturally you can still build an insane physique it will yes it will take longer but the physique you can build is still incredible uh josh bridgman an inf instagram influencer bodybuilder he's he's not pro he's just an amateur i think he's been using gear for a couple years now but he was natural and he's done loads of competitions natural and he had an insane physique like, like you'd look at him and think yeah that person's using steroids and he was natural and it's not 
it's not the fact you can't get to that level naturally it's just a fact that if you want to get to that level in the time you want to then you are going to need the steroids uh, so i hope that's covered that so next question training when gyms open and the best approach to training right so for me personally uh i've been able to train quite hard during lockdown i have i have had enough weights and obviously taken into regard such stuff like exercise selection i've been able to really push it and i've actually got stronger during lockdown but if you're someone who is purely just been working with bands and light dumbbells then I'm probably going to say you you're not going to be able to go into the gym at 100%. Neither none of us are really to be fair. I won't be able to if I go in and jump straight on a hack squat and do my normal working sets, I probably won't be able to walk for 5 days. So you're going to want to take take it slowly. Definitely drop off intensity, maybe train with a couple reps in reserve just to get used to that stimulus again and then up it as you're recovering to it so just take it as it comes really or you could change your split up to a full body three times a week something like that just to gradually work your way up and then once you've got to the point where you're recovering nicely the stimulus isn't too much you can obviously change your split back to push pull legs or upper lower or whatever it is you do and before i move on to the next question i just want to cover uh, go back over something in this regarding steroids if uh, you are looking into taking something and taking bodybuilding to that next step you definitely don't want to do this alone yes you can find the research online but there is also a lot of false research online so you definitely want to invest into a coach who knows what they're doing there's loads out there but you can't put a price on health and when it comes to it if you have to pay 200 150 200 pound a month for a coach who knows what they're doing i definitely do that because that's what i do and i know i'm putting myself in the best possible position because 10 years down the line i'll look back and i'll think yeah i've done this properly i've done this correctly and my health's not in a bad place and i'm still i'm still healthy i'm still doing well i'm still training properly and i'm still happy but if you're not willing to make that sacrifice, then it's definitely not worth it because you want to make sure you're doing this properly. Now, next question. What got you into training? For me, uh, before I was even training, gym was something I always was quite interested in. I'd always be watching YouTube videos. Even when I was about 11, 12, I was watching videos on YouTube of people training like David Lade, all the Gymshark athletes, that was where it basically started for me. Also, when I was, when yeah, around that same age, my brother always used to go to the gym, and he was, he was quite a small, skinny kid, and I used to see him come back, and see the progress he was making, and you used to think, yeah, I want that, and that was basically what gave me the motivation to want to train. I wanted to transform my body. And I remember I used to ask him day in, day in, day out. I'd say, take me to the gym. I want to train. And he'd be like, no, no, you won't be able to lift the weights because it was a old school gym, uh, full force, if you know it. It was proper grimy, dirty, old school gym, the best gym in Derby. And one day 
he eventually came in and said, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? Obviously, I was doing nothing, and he said, oh, do you want to come to the gym? And I was like, yeah. And I went uh, went with him and one of his mates, and I did back and biceps. It was just a normal session. I wouldn't say it was hard, but I loved it. From literally, this, I remember walking in, and I literally had butterflies. I was, I was kind of nervous, to be fair. But when I got in and got started, I knew instantly like this. This is what I love to do, because I'd already had that interest. And I can remember the day after I woke up and I couldn't even straighten my arms. It was that bad. I was walking around, I'd, like I had two poles down my sleeves because I couldn't move my arms. And that was basically where it started for me. And I started training probably three to four times a week max. And I wasn't really training for a bodybuilding point of... I wasn't really training for bodybuilding results. I wasn't really eating properly or training properly. I was purely just training because I enjoyed training. And that was what got me into it. And obviously things escalated to where I am now. I started taking things a bit more seriously. Started following the right people. And then was just learning about bodybuilding in general. And what actually the sport is. And that's how I got into training. And I think that's how a lot of people get into bodybuilding it's just that learning process and you have to basically fall in love with the sport and it's the same with anything so that's how I got into training and then bodybuilding just it just escalated from there into what I'm doing today so next question what supplements do you take now I I think this is quite this is quite a newbie question this is what supplements do you take? What uh, do I need this? Do I need that? And really, nothing is essential supplement-wise. You can get everything you need from food. But obviously, things that I take, obviously a whey powder, just to get my uh, protein intake in, creatine and EAAs. They're the only other supplements I take. Oh, and uh, carb powder for obviously my intra workout. They're the only things I take and. Creatine, what creatine does is you the, your body has an energy source called ATP, which basically what your body runs off. And when that energy is expended, something called ADP is made. I'm going to keep this really simple, by the way. But ADP is completely useless. It, it doesn't serve any purpose. And then when you substitute creatine in the creatine transfers that back into ATP so you have that constant energy constant energy in your system which allows you to obviously train harder and longer and that's basically the idea behind creatine so it's not something only people who train use people in general can obviously people in general can use creatine and reap the benefits from it so it's not something that you only consider using if you were training now EAAs are your essential amino acids. Yeah, again, you can get these from food. This this uh, amino your amino acids basically aid stuff like recovery, nitrogen balance, uh, blood sugar levels. There's quite there's quite a few. There's nine essential ones, but your main ones are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. I think that's how you pronounce it, valine. But if you're not, say you're on a little bit of a budget, you can't afford your EAAs. They're not really overly expensive anyway, but you'd then get a BCAA, which is your branch chain amino acids, which are literally 
the main three, which are leucine, isoleucine, and valine. So regarding supplements, uh, I take those, and then obviously a carb powder, which I mix with my EAAs and drink whilst I'm training, because when you're training, you're in a catabolic state, which is the process of muscle being broken down. And the studies that prove that when in, when your EAAs and a carb powder are basically mixed, increases the rate in which you get out of that ca- catabolic state and start to build and repair muscle quicker. So that's the idea behind that. So supplement-wise, that's all. All I would say is essential at most, but everything else you can really gain from food and the and there is a lot of supplements out there that companies say you 100% need, which you don't. And it's really just preference of what you enjoy taking and what you think you need to take. Right, so I'm going to get on to the last question now. Business goals in bodybuilding. Now, obviously for me, for what I want to do, which is obviously coach somewhere down the line, social media is a massive part of what I want to do. So this is that's the reason why I am obviously making this podcast, doing what I'm doing with Instagram, YouTube, because I'm trying to build that social media image of me in bodybuilding, which can obviously I can use to boost my coaching when that comes down to the line, comes down to it. So yeah, for business wise, for me, I just want to be able to make a career out of body, out of bodybuilding, out of what I love to do. So that is going to be obviously through sponsorships, through coaching, and anything regarding gym, even if it's PT and it's just things down the line that I can keep introducing to what I'm doing in the long run. So for, for me, anything involving bodybuilding is what I'm trying to do. It's just all I think about and all I do. But coaching is the main thing for me, and I'm just using my social media platforms to obviously boost that and promote that as much as possible. So, yeah, guys, I'm going to wrap the the podcast up there. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and I'll see you in the next one.